If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Netflix co-founder Mark Randolph is a veteran Silicon Valley entrepreneur, an advisor and investor, launching Netflix back in 1998 out of an office park in Scotts Valley, California. We'll see if we can get Mark to tell his startup story. His career as an entrepreneur spans more than four decades. He has founded or co-founded more than a half dozen other successful startups. Mark is coming to Lincoln. He is speaking today virtually at the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce 2020 annual meeting. Let's welcome Mark Randolph to the show. Morning, Mark. Morning, Dale. Thanks for having me on. And uh, what a pleasure it is being here in Lincoln. I'm sorry. I, I still say coming to Lincoln, even though it's virtual. You, you will make an impression to the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, but it's, of course, going to be virtual. I think these days that's what we're going to have to settle for. I think so. I think so. We are ahead of your actual talk, so you you can sort of spill the beans just a little bit. What will you be talking about this afternoon to the chamber? Well, one of the things I certainly feel strongly about is that these days kind of entrepreneurship can take place anywhere. People are always concerned, uh, I can't do this, and they have all kinds of reasons. I need to raise money. I need a co-founder, and I can't do it unless I'm in some tech hub And I'm just really here to say that's just ridiculous. I work with companies all over the world. Innovation takes place anywhere. And I just want to try and encourage people in Lincoln, if they've got an idea, to give it a shot. Mark, put me into the mind of an entrepreneur. Why why do entrepreneurs do what they do? Is it money? Is it success? Is it because they see something that no one else is doing? Or maybe it's all of those. Well, the funny thing is that people have different motivations, and I'm actually somewhat troubled by the trend I've seen in the last five or ten years where entrepreneurship in some ways has been glorified. You know, there's people are on television, show, television shows, and there's movies about entrepreneurs, and you can major as an entrepreneur. And a lot of people are in it because they think they're going to be rich or famous or be on Shark Tank or what have you. But for people like myself, and I think I'll put most successful entrepreneurs in the category, you're motivated by something very different, which is the opportunity to solve problems. Mm-hmm. It's almost a compulsion. You just want to figure something out, and they're the most interesting puzzles imaginable. So certainly what drives me was never wealth or fame or any of those things. It was, this is such a cool career that I get to come into work, sit around a table with super smart people, and just solve interesting problems all day. Okay, let's stay with that entrepreneur's mindset then. Do you go in talking yourself into guaranteed success, or are you realistic? Do you, do you look at the obstacles, or do you just forge forward and and do what you see as a vision? It's, it's absolutely not doing things you see as an obvious success. In fact, it's the opposite. It's training yourself to recognizing that nobody knows anything, including you, that any idea is who knows. And in fact, the only way to know, the only way to find out for sure if it's a good idea is to do it. 
And so what you're training yourself to do is have the confidence to say, I have no idea if it's going to work or not, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm going to structure this, though, in a way that makes it easy to take a shot. I'm going to figure out a way to do it cheaply or quickly or um, easily. Um, So I don't have to end up risking two years and lots of money on an idea which I have no idea will work or not. And that, that really is the key to the mindset, is the best entrepreneurs are not the ones who are great at coming up with ideas. They're the ones who are really good at figuring out quick, easy, and cheap ways to try them. Let's see if this works. And that's exactly what you did uh, by taking a CD and going into a stationery store to see if your idea for Netflix would work. Would you tell that story? Well, certainly. And you know, this was a long time ago. This was back in 1997. And at the time, uh, I wasn't a video guy. I wasn't like debating with Reed Hastings, my co-founder, the, who was the better you know, French film director. Uh, we just, I just wanted to do something that was an e-commerce company. I wanted to sell something on the Internet. And one of the crazy ideas that we pitched was maybe we can do video rental by mail. And, you know, the reason that my book is called That Will Never Work and my podcast is called That Will Never Work mm-hmm. is because That Will Never Work is what every single person said to me when I pitched them this crazy idea of doing video rental by mail. And it was a crazy idea. And it actually didn't work because at the time, Rio Rental was on VHS cassettes. And the breakthrough was all of a sudden we heard about this new technology called the DVD that was thin and light. And it gave Reed Hastings and I the idea that maybe we could mail movies to people in an envelope. Uh, And rather than, again, this is that predisposition to action, this is not thinking but doing, rather than going to the office and doing a business plan or working on a pitch deck, we just turned our car around mid-commute, because we were commuting together, and drove down into town and couldn't buy a DVD, because they were in test market at the time, and instead bought a music CD, bought a little gift envelope, and put the CD in the envelope and mailed it to Reed's house. And it got to his house in less than 24 hours for the price of a first-class stamp. And that was probably the moment we said, wow, this, this actually might work. <laughs> I read this account, Mark, and I'm doing now what I did then. I just chuckled the simplicity of it. Uh, I don't know how many times my wife and I have looked at each other and goes, why didn't I think of that? And uh, I... I that's that's a great story. So thank you for telling us that. Uh, what are you good at? What are you good at, Mark? And what are you not so good at? Oh, <laughs> I'd say the things I'm not good at greatly outnumber the things I'm good at. We'll start at that. It, 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 the, the, the important thing is I do have certain characteristics that suit themselves to entrepreneurship. And I, I, I've really said quite a few times that if there hadn't been this thing about startups, I would be pretty chronically unemployable. But, but I do have a couple of things that um, are helpful. One is I'm insatiably curious. I always want to know, God, I wonder if, how that works, or I wonder if I could figure out a way to make that work, or I wonder, why do they do it this way? Um, and it leads me to see the world as an imperfect place, which... Um, then can brainstorm all the ways I could improve it. I also have that predisposition to action. I'm pretty impetuous. I think less and I do more. But probably 
the the real secret weapon, the one that I think is the most important, is that I have this kind of dual skill. On one hand, I have ability to triage well. And what I mean by triage is that in a startup, there's hundreds of things that are broken. Everything is on fire. Nothing works right. And you don't have the resources to deal with them all. And the worst mistake you can make is I'm going to do a little bit of everything. Instead, you have to realize that if I can pick the right two and get those to work, the rest of it will go away. And what makes it hard is those two things are not the obvious ones. They're not screaming the loudest. They're not most glaringly broken. And I've got this intuitive sense of what are the two or three things that if I get them right, the rest will work. Paired with this ability to focus, to say, I'm going to really focus and get those two things right at the expense of everything burning around me. And listen, these these skills aren't magic. You know, it's not like I... I'm not, uh, it's a weird skill that, again, if it wasn't startups, it wouldn't be that useful. <laughs> so it's not like I'm better than what other skills people have. It just turns out that I was extremely lucky that I discovered early on that the things I was good at actually could be applied in a way that would help me earn a living. You touched on this briefly at the beginning, and I want to return back to it. Tougher being an entrepreneur today or back when you founded Netflix and in the years that followed with your half dozen or so successful startups? Uh, it, I, if I said it was easier, harder today, I was wrong. I was saying that the problem today is it's been glorified and a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons and so ultimately mm -hmm. end up disappointed. But the reality is it's infinitely easier to do a startup today. I mean, just for example, when we started Netflix, this is in 1996, 97. If you wanted to have an e-commerce website, you couldn't just go and get Shopify. You had to build it yourself. If you wanted to host it, you couldn't just get Amazon Web Services. No, you had to buy the servers, install them in a closet, and wire them up yourself. You, could, you, you couldn't get Stripe and PayPal. You had to write the transaction portals. Just doing a simple website took us six months. And what that meant is the distance between the idea and the validation back in 1997-98 was six months and about a million dollars. These days, if someone had that idea, they could validate that idea in about 30 minutes for 1995. <laughs> and that flexibility is key to being able to try hundreds of things. Almost any idea can be tried without having the technological expertise to try it. There's ways to figure out how to hack it that anybody could do, no matter where you are. And because of that, there's been a real explosion in innovation, an explosion in entrepreneurship. Um, and that's one of the things I find most encouraging about seeing entrepreneurship spring up all over the world and all over the country and in, in, in places like Lincoln. Mark, in our final few minutes together, take time, please, to talk about your new podcast, That Will Never Work, and your book. Well, you know, it's funny, since I left Netflix, which now is, you know, wow, almost coming up on 20 years ago, um, I've always had people calling me up and asking questions. I've always mentored people to try and help them turn their ideas into something real. And about a year ago, I decided I'm going to start taping these calls. And lo and behold, when I would play some of these tapes for people, they surprisingly liked them. And 
So what I've decided to do is now make these mentoring sessions available. And they're fascinating discussions with entrepreneurs who are really struggling with the exact same things that any entrepreneur struggles with. And I try and give them real advice, real tips and tricks, but also to try and give them that nudge uh, to take that next step. It's a chance to kind of be a fly on the wall to what really happens in the growth and birth of a company. Podcast is called That Will Never Work. Mark is speaking today virtually at the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce 2021 annual meeting. Too late to get registered for that. You should have done that weeks ago, folks. But maybe you can catch it somewhere through someone you know through the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Mark, thank you very much for carving out some time with me this morning. Uh, Dale, it was a pleasure and good luck to everybody. Mark Randolph joining me today on Lincoln Live.